Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. It's time for Honest Reflection in Youth Ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, We hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After 9, episode 58. It's Christmas time. It's exciting. The year's winding down. And we hope you enjoy this very special episode with our new friend, Justin Knowles. You probably know him from Download Youth Ministry. He's a blogger, a content creator, a content curator, and a full-time youth pastor in sunny Southern California. We're excited to bring our good friend from San Dimas, Justin, onto the show today. Ask him all the After 9 questions, and we hope you learn a lot of things about being young, getting older, transformation, recruiting volunteers, and what it means to be really called to the task of youth ministry. I'll be back at the end to fill in any gaps. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of After 9 here with a new friend of the podcast, Justin Knowles. Say hi, Justin. What's up, everybody? Uh, Justin is... Justin is uh, a most of the time DYM staffer, uh, gatekeeper of content, blogger, writer, creator, and curator of content, and then also a full-time youth minister in San Dimas, California. Yes, sir. How how is Cali today? Cali is what we're chatting with, California cold. It's currently 59 degrees, and I'm wearing a beanie and a hoodie. (laughs) So that is cold for, for us over here. Oh man, that sounds like a nice, nice, uh, <laughs> nice kind of reprieve from some yeah. of the heat. Yeah, man, it's nice. It's kind of kind of rainy. It's been raining the last couple of days. Surprisingly, California actually gets rain, so that's okay. always fun. Well, people need- freak out. <laughs> freak out when it rains. They're just so excited. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The news is covered with it. It's great. Good. Well, Justin, first question for you, just for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better and kind of get you connected and kind of footed, rooted into the conversation. Justin, what got you into youth ministry? For some people, this is their call story, their vocational moment. Like, what, out of all the careers in the world, why youth ministry? Yeah, I think um, it's kind of a, it's a long story, but I'll give you the short version. How about that? We'll take it. Um, It's definitely, for me, it was definitely like a calling. I grew up in the church. My parents started going to church when I was in second grade. Never really, they never went to church ever before that. And then for some reason, my mom just wanted to go to church. And uh, they found a church plant. Um, two years old, so it was meeting at a high school and uh, got really involved really quickly. Um, Mom ended up working, getting a job there as like a preschool director and uh, was saws around church all the time. So I grew up in the youth ministry there, grew up, you know, junior high, high school. Um, And then when I was in the, man, how old was I? I was 12 years old and I took, uh, I started leading a group of second graders. Okay. And it it was, <laughs> you know, 
it's, it was crazy. I don't know how or why they let me do it. Um, looking back on it, I'll probably never allow that to happen. Um, but they let me lead a group of second graders and I, I took them all the way through senior year of high school. Okay. And then, so like through that whole process, I got to go through the junior high ministry as a leader, the high school ministry as a leader. And both the youth pastors there at the time were like, Hey, you're, you're going to do this. And I was like, heck no. Um, cause you don't make money doing that. Like, get out of here. Right. Right. Um, and so like through the whole thing, they're just like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. That's not what I'm going to do. And, um, went to junior college, was going to like, didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. I just knew it wasn't going to be that. Um, and then I kind of like laid out a fleece, you know, like the whole, you know, put it out there, God, <laughs> if this is your, you're really calling me to this and this is going to happen. And, um, I applied to all these schools and the only school that I got into was a APU, a specific university right here, yeah, man. like 20 minutes away from me. And I remember I was sitting in my, uh, I was taking my last final of my junior college career waiting to transfer. I remember I got denied of all these other schools. Um, and then right before taking my last, it was, I remember it was chemistry, um, chemistry final. I got a call from APU saying that, Hey, you got accepted. And if you turn in your paperwork today, you could start next semester. Okay. Um, and so I remember I just started bawling right before, you know, as a 20 year old man, bawling outside of my classroom and I'll walk into class and everyone's like, are you crying? I'm like, no, I'm just stressed for this test. Um, and, uh, took the final, went home, turned in all my paperwork, uh, to APU and then moved in with a random bunch of dudes a week later. And then started my youth ministry journey, awesome. uh, taking all the classes from there and I haven't looked back. That's awesome. So it's kind of a, a crazy story of how all that stuff went along. So you've been youth ministering since you were a youth. So you've been like working with young yeah. people since you were a young person. I love that, man. That's right. great. Yeah, it was so, great. So from APU stuff, working in youth ministry, kind of stayed around Cal. Have you been mostly in Southern California? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been. So right after APU, um, so where I'm at now, CCV, um, Christchurch of the Valley, it's, it's my second round. So right, okay. out, right out of APU, part of my senior year, I did an internship there uh, at CCV. Through that internship, got hired on the student ministry team, worked there for four years, and then um, went to Saddleback Church um, for three years. Got to work with my buddy Josh Griffin, who runs DYM and does all that stuff with Dead Fields. And um, that's how I got introduced into DYM. Okay. Um, and then um, about two years ago now, I've been here for two years, I've been back at CCV as like the lead student ministries guy. Okay. Okay. Very so, cool, man. Very stuck cool. around this area. Yeah, yeah. What is uh, your favorite youth ministry moment? So you've been working with young people since middle school, high school, been in a couple different churches. Like, what is one moment that is either, like, hilarious, amazing, awesome, that if anybody kind of asks, why are you still doing this, this is kind of one of those moments? Man, I, that's such a broad and great question. Because I, I, I could think of just a few. I think, like, if I had to choose one, I would have to go recent. We do this, we do this thing at our church. Our church is a, a very evangelistic church, meaning like our senior pastor, um, was a missionary for 25 years. Um, so coming into our community, so really big into reaching the community. Um, and we kind of take that same thing with our students. And at our church, we have this thing called One Life. 
um, where the every believer needs to have one life that they're investing in. So instead of thinking evangelism as like having to you know stand on the soapbox and preach to everybody, yeah. it is you invest, spend one year investing into one person mm-hmm. in hopes that they come to, to believe in Jesus and be baptized and be a part of our church. So we challenge our students to do the same. Um, and I think for, for me, why I do what I do and why I keep coming back through all the hard times and through all the times where I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, what keeps me coming back is when, when students get it, you know, just that yeah. light bulb of like, not only get it like the students who believe, but like who are excited about reaching their friends. So when we do these, we do these things called one nights. Um, and so it's the one night where you bring your one life. Um, and it is like a full on sprint to invite your friends who don't come to church. And we make it very clear, like, Hey, don't invite people who go to church to another church. Like you come bring someone who you would never, ever think would ever come to church. Um, and just to see our students' excitement to share the gospel and to invite friends who they would never think would ever come to church. And those kids come to accept Jesus, like in those nights, like, I think that's the reason why I keep, like, there's moments. So the one nights are like huge and they're big and they're fun. We do like silent discos and big old parties afterwards and stuff like that. But I mean, there's a lot of Jesus in there and invite students to be a part of community. I think it's those, those nights in particular where I'm out and like our, our students are excited. One, that's a place where they want to be. And two, it's a place where they want to invite their friends. And I'm like, dang, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. That's why I keep doing it. Um, so I think that's, if there was one reason it would be that it would be our one nights for sure. That's awesome, man. Um, to see students excited about reaching their friends. That's amazing. And as we know, youth ministry has got some really amazing moments, but it's also got some pretty devastating ones as well. And so if you would, man, just in an honest kind of way, looking back on your time serving, maybe even in the last couple years, couple months, was there, and if there was, a night you almost quit? Because I feel like we've all had that night where everything went wrong, or it was like the last night of camp, or it was something where it was just like, what am I doing here? Why am I even doing this? Can I, I think it's time to get out. Has there ever been a night? Like- I feel like if you're in youth ministry and you don't have those nights, then you're not really doing youth ministry. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> those are the defining nights. Like, like that's when you know, <laughs> that's when you know that you're supposed to be or like, you're doing what you need to be doing just because it's like, I don't know. The, the answer is yeah, for sure. I, I can think I've been, so I've been at my spot now for two years little yeah just this last september was two years for me and i think taking over this ministry um granted the people who were running it before they were doing a good job of maintaining and and keeping it going under um under um, a lack of staff um and then when i came in i kind of made some changes um and i think for me like a defining like i want to quit type moment was when like just navigating through the change um with volunteers okay. I think for me was like, a, was one of those nights where I'm like, Dang, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Okay. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I want, this is worth it to, to, to navigate through this, this change with our volunteers. Cause up until this point, it's been a certain way for like seven years or something like that. And then me coming in was like changing everything. And I didn't do it right away. We started like, we turned this, I had the signal sign on really early. Um, 
but there was just some volunteers who were just not about it. Um, and it kind of got a little nasty. Okay. Um, and it was like in those moments where I was like, dang, I don't know if this is like, I'd rather go work at Taco Bell, Yeah. you know, and just like take, take a drive through spot and just do my job and go home yeah. and not have to carry the weight of like, cause I'm a people pleaser. Let's be honest. Like I really like, I'm, I work through of like, I really care about what people think about me. Yeah, and yeah. I know that's not the most healthy thing, but to, to know that there's some people who like legitimately don't like me oh, yeah. was yeah, like, man. was like hard to walk through, um, and to walk through the navig like that navigation. Yeah. Um, I think it was like in those moments, there's a good couple months in that, in the process of changing the, the scope and direction of our youth ministry and walking through some stuff with volunteers. Um, I was like, I've done. Like I'm yeah, dead, yeah. you know. So what was what was the particular kind of? Was there like a, a certain change or like a certain kind of edge that you felt like this was the thing that created the friction, or was um, it just because it was something new? I mean, was I, it was it what you were changing, or was it just anything that was new? I think I think that the guy who was there before me, who was my former boss, um, he he's he's just a different type of leader. So he attracted different type of leaders. Okay. Um, so I think when, when he was gone and then I kind of came in, I just, I have a different leadership style. Um, and so I think that we, the people that were there, um, because I think everyone agreed that the changes that we were making were good. Okay. Um, like we split junior high and high school for teaching. Okay. Um, we went through the, a new volunteer process and had, I had everyone re, re up on the, on the requirements and everyone thought that that was good. I just think it was just personality, okay. Um, ultimately, of what it came down to, um, and they just didn't click, or they just butt heads with me on, a, on a personal enough, level. Were there enough volunteers around beforehand that knew you as the guy working for your former boss? Was there any of that? Maybe um, some of the tension, or I think a little bit. Like, there's okay. a few. Like, look to put it in perspective. So we, when I first got there, we had like 30 volunteers, and then. Within six months, we had six. Okay. <laughs> so there was an so, exodus with the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, changing and that was, of the guard. <laughs> yeah. And that was like a, and part of that too, like it was good. Like we, when we had everyone re, reapp, like reapply, basically, it was like a good out for those okay. who were like, man, I've been holding it down. Cause they were without like someone like leading the thing for like almost two years. So like they were, I think the volunteers who were there, they were, they were tired and they were th there until the, the change was happening. So we kind of gave those who wanted out and out, okay. which is great. Um, and then, but then there's a couple that stayed like who said like, yeah, I'm down, but they weren't really down. They weren't really um, down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was just kind of, it was a good, I'd say a majority were like, man, thank you for giving me an out. I don't feel bad. Okay. Um, yeah, and yeah. that's good. And I'm like, Hey, I don't feel bad either. If this is what you feel like you want to go, that's awesome. Um, and then, but then it was the ones that kind of stuck around and were like, all right, let's kind of, it got, it was a, a hard transition for sure. Okay. Well, man, and we know that, right? Like transitions in youth ministry, either coming in as the new person, um, either picking up pieces or trying to maintain, sustain, uh, you know, a certain kind of momentum or growth. It's on either side of that, it, there is difficulty uh, and there is that like burden to bear as a point leader kind of making some of those changes that's great man right so okay so another question for you and this is kind of the namesake for the podcast one of the things that we talk about a lot is after a sunday or a midweek whenever you kind of gather 
there is that moment when you finish up and kind of send the kids home and kind of walk across the parking lot or like you kind of had the end of night kind of like the come down after teaching or preaching like what is kind of the question that you seem to always ask yourself related to that maybe it's a question about like how you did or how the students did but what is kind of your after nine question as you kind of finish up with your kids at shift i think the question that i always kind of come back because i was thinking you sent me these questions before and i'm like man what is that question that i always it's, it's that thing that you always come back to or it's the thing you always <laughs> ask like your best friend like hey what do you think yeah yeah i think the question is for me and maybe this is just like i created a, my own monster in my head is like how kid how could this be better okay i think i don't know i think in my head, I'm never, I'm never like satisfied. Okay. And I don't know if that's like my own insecurity <clears throat> or my own, just the way that I'm wired. Um, is that, you know, I always, I look at our program and I look at our leaders and I'm just like, okay, how can this be? Could my message be better? Could the, the game time be better? Could our, transitions be better because our after like after service hangouts with the leaders out there are are we are, how can we better be better in community how can we better in getting new kids plugged in i think it's just kind of like i always do like a a whole sweep of the entire night and kind of go man what what could be better because i think at the heart of it is one like i, I really do want to be you know the best best place around on a wednesday night and i think part of that is like i want to make sure that our environment is one that students want to be at yeah, yeah. Um, and then two where they feel comfortable inviting their friends. So I think whether that's the message or our volunteers on the patio or our service in general, like I always want to be better mm. um, at reaching more and more students um, in hopes to get them into community uh, in, in small group. So um, I think that's always a question of like, I always do like a, a run through of the night of like, man, how can this, how can I improve? How can our leaders improve? How can our team improve? How can our service improve? Um, is our new student section, how can that improve? Like, you know, like what, what are the different areas or elements of our night where we can just get better to reach more kids? You know, cause I think ultimately like we, we just had a leader meeting this last weekend and, you know, we we're growing, which is awesome. Um, but like a way for us to improve, like we just need more leaders. Okay. Um, cause we, we know that a good program will get kids there, Yeah, yeah. but relationships make them stick. Yep. So, you know, in order for us to keep growing, we need more people. So that's and for us, our focus on getting better is, you know, challenging our leaders to say, Hey, we need you to recruit one person by Christmas. Um, and, and to get someone who, you know, would do really well here to get them to come volunteer. Um, so I think that's the question and a long winded question of like, what can we do to get better? It's, it is that question. What can we do to make this the best place for kids to come to, to come to know Jesus? Is the, like, how can it be better thing? Is that something that you like do as like a ritual, like the day after, or is it like, as soon as the night's over, you're like in your head, like running through stuff. Like, do you have like a certain like process or brain dump for that or is it just kind of like a mental like this is what you work yourself into after your wednesday night gathering uh for me it's a process after like when i'm my wife knows like she goes to bed on wednesday nights before i even get home because she knows i'm gonna be up okay you know, for an hour or two after i get home yeah yeah um, because i can't sleep 
So I'm like kind of running through the night, and then on Thursday we meet with all with my staff to talk about last night, uh, okay. and a lot of the stuff comes out um, in there, so that way we can kind of be on the heads up for the next week or any okay. major changes or even just to celebrate, like, hey, who who did stuff. awesome? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who did great? Who do we need to text? Who do we need to? What leader dominated last night that we saw? You know, and let them know. So. <laughs> so you got like a formalized process for your anxiety. So that's good. <laughs> so you, have, you have the questions, but you at least have the outlet and the people kind of surrounding the question. That's really good, man. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. So that's, that's like wisdom and maturity. But if you went back and told your 20 year old self something, if so that, that, that first year of ministry, when you're just starting out, like what is something you today would go back and tell first year youth minister, Justin, Hey friend, this is what you got to know. Yeah, I think uh, I think I, what I would tell them is what I've learned in this process of being where I'm at now of like navigating through change. Because I'm learning like navigating through all that, the change and the time that it takes. I learned from because I was sucked at it when I first took over in the history. Okay. Um, <laughs> like I, I just remember, uh, you know, straight out of Bible college, it was like, I know everything that there is to know about you. Yeah, history. yeah. And I remember when I was... Um, uh, still a junior, like for some reason, this one church right down the street let me be the interim junior high pastor until they found nice. someone who's a real pastor. Um, and and I remember I came in and I took over, and I like literally changed everything, like because you could, because I could, because I was in <laughs> charge, because I knew I was like, oh, well, this yeah. guy left, and I knew all the stuff that he was doing wrong, and you know, and I kind of came in and changed everything, and. Uh, a lot of the volunteers who have been there around for a while, they like called for a meeting with me and they had like an, sure. in, they had an intervention <laughs> with me um, and said, Hey, you need to chill. Yeah, um, man. And then same thing when I went to Saddleback, like, you know, for me, like, that's why I love Josh. Like Josh has become like a mentor of mine of someone who I look up to and just life and ministry and family and all that stuff. And he, um, when I went there and he was a high school pastor at the time there. And I came in thinking that I knew everything and knew the culture and had all these ideas of how to change it up. And Josh sat me down and was like, hey, you know nothing. Like, <laughs> you don't know anything about the culture. You don't know anything yeah, about it. Like, he's like, you just need to sit and take some notes for a while. And you need to, you need to relax. Um, so, you know, I think if I could go back, you know, I would do what I'm doing now with this new ministry of coming in, I didn't change anything for six months. Um, I let it run as, even though I wanted to change stuff right away, I just started making notes and having conversations with people. Um, and then, you know, slow, gradual change makes it, makes it great. Cause then people have yeah. the time to buy in um, yeah, yeah. And, and do that. So if I could go back and do it, I was like, you know, Hey, first year youth ministry guy, don't change anything right away. Like take notes and have conversations and get, yeah, get man. to know what leaders, because they're the boots on the ground. They're the ones That's who right. are hanging That's out right. with people and they know the ins and outs of what students are going through and, and how they would respond. So get to know people, get to know what they think, get their input. Cause then when change comes, it's a really, it's a really, it's a lot smoother transition. Well, and, and it's so true that like 20 year old you thinks that like, hey, if I announce the change, it's going to be changed. But like mature youth pastor person is like, oh, no, my leaders actually make the change happen 
And so <laughs> there's got to be, yeah, yeah, there's got to be a way that we can have some more like clipboard carrying years as that first couple years of youth ministry of, hey, I'm just here to take notes and learn what's actually happening instead of just imposing the thing that I saw on the internet that I thought should happen. Right, yeah. It's just kind of, you don't need a cannonball in there. You could just, right. you could you could dip your toe in a little bit. And, uh, you got to make your splash though, man. <laughs> right. Well, you can make your splash and then just piss off a whole bunch of people. And it'll That's be, true. It'll be great and you'll be, you'll be, you'll learn real quickly. Yeah. Well, so, thank goodness there's multiple youth ministries for people to learn from. So, <laughs> thank the Lord. Yeah, thank you for that. So those are those are the heartfelt. But I know we have some listeners to After Nine that are just waiting to hear this, man. So savvy, smart, you are keyed into a lot of great content. But what is one practical tip, application, or process that is making your time in youth ministry better today? Like, what is something you are doing today? a tool, an app, or whatever that is just making life and youth ministry better for you than it was months or years ago. Yeah, I think, I don't know if this is like a practical thing for like ministry in general, but it's more of a practical thing for myself and to make sure that I will last. Um, And it's just something I I really took seriously this last year. I remember hearing it when I was in college and I was like, yeah, that's a cool idea. But then really kind of really begin to apply it in my own personal life to like make sure I'm I'm good because yeah. I'll be honest like the last like six months has not been I have, was not in a good head spot mm. um, and and you know just discouragement and frustration on, on, on a couple of different levels of my own personal one and just the ministry and just kind of thinking like man is this really you know the same what we talked about like is this worth it like should I yeah. keep doing this um, and it's just been a really personal, practical thing for me is, um, and I, again, I got it from a professor and I, you know, six years later now I'm actually applying it and I'm like, Oh crap, he knew what he was talking about. Um, is just this idea of like, he called it plus leadership. Okay. Um, and it's been so good for me, um, in, in youth ministry to make sure that I'm going to not quit when I feel like I want to quit, but to keep going. Um, and the idea is like, if you kind of picture a plus sign, like the top of the plus is, is someone who is a mentor, someone older than you, someone further ahead in you, uh, in ministry and life and family than you, you know, cause I got, I mean, for me, that person's Josh Griffin and you know, I, he's 20 years, I'm 10, I'm hitting 10 years in youth ministry. He's 20 years. Yeah. Um, he has four kids. I'm about to have my first kid. He's been married 20, 20 years, you know, I'm married four. You know, yeah, so, yeah. And, and so he's someone who's ahead of me, who cares for me, who asks me the tough questions, like, how am I doing? Where's my heart at? Where's my head at? Where am I at spiritually? Like, so he's, there's someone who's pouring into me personally. And then, so that's the top plus, you know, and then you have the two sides of the plus. And one of the, one of the sides is someone within your church who is at the same level of leadership that you, that who gets the church culture that you can go to and, and process things with. So for me, that's my buddy, Jeremiah. He's a worship pastor at a church and he's someone, if I'm frustrated or have an idea to run through, or he knows like how the inner workings of our church. So he's someone I can yeah, process yeah. and kind of go through some stuff with. Um, it's not my team. It's not anyone who reports to me, you know, or anything like that. It's not anyone above me, but I can complain that someone to yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> Your um, colleague. <laughs> yeah. And then on the other side of the plus sign is the, is someone who does what you do, but it's outside of your church. Okay. Um, okay. 
So that way, you know, they don't know the inner workings, but it's someone too, it's another safe place that, you know, you can vent and process and say, am I, am I out of lines here? Am I kind of doing all this stuff? Like, yeah, is it, yeah. is that a really big deal? Um, and it's just kind of like a, um, you know, it's a good, healthy outlet outside of your church. Okay. Um, and then you have the bottom of the plus sign is someone that you're, you yourself are pouring into. Um, okay. and it's more so like to keep you accountable, someone to make yeah. sure that you're, you're being poured into so you can pour out. Um, and for me, like that's just been, I've made sure I've had all four of those things. Um, and at least like in the times where, you know, discouragement is going to come, I think it's the thing that's kept me in. Um, okay. And that's like a very, I don't know if that's helpful, but that's like that's a very man. practical thing that I've personally been doing in my walk and my leadership in my leading a ministry, like to help keep me going. Um, yeah. And I feel like, cause if you, if you don't last your ministry, you're not going to last, you know? So yeah. you gotta, you gotta make sure that I, that I'm good. And then that way I'm able to pour into my leaders and students and kind of go from there. Well, I think, man, People in ministry love good diagrams. We appreciate a good diagram, but I think also like being able to lay out these different relationships and seeing and naming the ways in which these relationships are important to you is so important, right? Like we have buddies, we have friends, but to name the like, hey, I really don't have as strong of a mentor as I need. Or I love what you shared about having somebody inside and outside of your church because there are totally different perspectives on people that understand like what's happening inside the life of your church versus somebody else who's like, why is that a big deal? Why does that matter? And if you have to explain that, no, it really does matter. Like that's not the way that meetings are supposed to go. Like it's, that's helpful, man. That's good. That's good. Right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for sharing today. Uh, I know that our listeners will really appreciate your insight, your honesty. Uh, if they want to catch up with you, um, what's the best places to find you, follow you, message you? What do you got going on? How do we get you? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to follow on social media, it's Justin Knowles 3. That's Twitter and Instagram. Come hang out with me. Um, or I write a lot and do a lot of stuff with DownloadYouthMinistry.com on the blog there. Um, I write two to three times a week on there. Just It's like a, it's like a brain dump on there. Just okay. If you want to know what I'm going through and processing it's all on there. Hopefully it helps someone. That's great. It's more, it's more so to help me process, but if it helps somebody else, that's cool too. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, you can find me uh, on downloadyouthministry.com. Well, thanks, Justin. We appreciate your time and being a part of After 9. Yeah, thanks to you. Thanks for having me. There you have it. What does it mean to grow and learn in ministry? It means to be wise, to make the right choices, and not just the choices that you think you need to make. Hopefully you've learned from our friend Justin today, and hopefully you are thinking about the ways in which the relationships around you are shaping you as a leader. Just a reminder for all of our Christmas listener friends, December 26th and 27th, turn the phone off, enjoy the break, and we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry. Or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.